Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Welcome to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Muscle are back. Mike and Viv Addo are here. And this time they're going to be revealing the five foods that can assist with fat burning. Isn't that just the number one question that every single one of us wants answered? Me, first of all, I put my hand up. Um, Now, uh, we're also going to be asking the question, should you be counting calories in order to lose weight uh, or to achieve any of your other fitness goals? And why should you be keeping an exercise and food diary? Lots of that coming up uh, next, but you can send in your questions for Mike and Viv, 4215 on two zero double two on do, but also uh, you can text us right here on uh, social media, on Pulse95 Radio, on Instagram. We're going to be on Instagram Live as well in just a moment. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Talk about radio? It's Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. It is Life Beats. We're talking health and fitness with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle this morning. Good morning. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Thanks, Hi, for, yeah. having thanks for having us again. So good to see you once again. Our weekly catch up, uh, talking all things fitness uh, and health and uh, I don't want to say diet. I want to get rid of that word. Yeah, nutrition. Nutrition. Best word to say, yeah. That is much better. Exactly. And something that uh, you came up with today are the foods that assist with fat burning. This is definitely something that all of us want to know. It's probably the num- number one question. First of all, before we launch into your list, how does food, how can food assist with fat burning? So um, it's down to the compounds that are found in most foods and the chemical effect it has on the body, the chemical effect it has on the hormones that assist with getting you into a fat burning state. So there are multiple foods and we've come up with a short list uh, that are go-to foods that you can pick up today in the supermarket and just uh, start implementing into your into your nutrition. Yep, yep, okay. So, who wants to go first with these foods? Right, okay. I'll kick off with fruit. So, um, grapefruit is a great one. Uh, it's rich in something called naringin. This is an antioxidant. And naringin? It helps, yes. Uh, so, it's an antioxidant. It helps lower the blood sugar and insulin levels in the body. So, if your insulin levels are lower, it means you're not, you, you know, you're coming out of that fat, uh, sorry, fat storage state and you're going more into a fat burning state. Is that with all fruit, though? Not all fruit, no, because um, fruit sugars also spike insulin. Right. So it's mainly uh, this particular fruit that helps to lower blood glucose levels and lower insulin levels, only because of that active compound. Mm -hmm. So guys, if if you're out there, pick up some grapefruits, add that to the uh, shopping list, and that will help. So what are some of the fruits maybe that we should be avoiding so that we don't get that spike in insulin that is not so healthy? Um, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's about avoiding the fruit per se. It's just being cautious not to overeat on fruit because mm-hmm. all fruits have vitamins, minerals. It has all the micronutrients that you need, uh, but high, high sugar fruits such as banana, it's about the time that you eat them. Some fruits, if you leave them too long, um, they, they, they turn into fructose quite easily. So that's, that's that stuff is going to spike your insulin levels very, very quick. So try so- to eat, eat the fruit early on so a, a, what like a, a brown banana a brown would... banana is going to give you pure sugar because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you know as soon as you mm. put it in your mouth super super sweet super sweet okay so grapefruit grapefruit definitely if, if you don't love the taste get used to it 100 because it's good and if you if you look you can have grapefruit juice 
that does help. Not as good as um, having the actual fruit itself, but I definitely recommend grapefruit as number one. Because that's interesting because, you know, for people who um, like to just juice things because it's faster and easier and whatever, are they getting the same kind of benefits? Because some people say you're not getting the fiber that you would in, yes. you know, just uh, like chewing on basically eating the fruit, uh, yeah. a whole fruit. Yeah, um, you're not getting the full benefit. You wouldn't get the same benefits juicing the fruit. Um, for example, in grapefruit, the, you know, the, the white stuff that you see underneath the peel contains um, flavonoids yeah so these are things that are very important nutrients that you need to get into the system um but juicing is still better than nothing but i definitely recommend having the whole fruit yeah do that for sure viv your take on those foods that are going to help us to boost um, our fat burning well there are so many but um i have my favorites which is how i usually choose it and also just basically um how it tastes as well so as you guys already know, I have a major sweet tooth. Yes. So I would recommend sweet potatoes. <laughs> the, sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's not one that comes to mind. They're, they're great for muscle recovery, but in terms of um, calories, uh, you could have 100 grams and it'd be about 86 calories um, of, yeah, sweet potato. Is that the same as a normal potato or is it less? It's actually less than a, a normal potato. Wow. Yeah. And, and unlike a normal potato, sweet potatoes actually help you to burn fat. Yeah, because they're low on the um, glycemic index. Uh, so it, it, again, Mike was saying about the insulin, the, the, insulin the, the spike in the glucose level. So obviously, um, we were speaking about like fat burning last week. If you're producing more insulin, you're not able to burn the fat. So obviously, because it's lower, you, well, you're more able to burn fat. Yes. <laughs> I, th I think it, it's um, useful as well for people to know how you like to prepare your um, your sweet potato. How do you eat it? Okay, so I actually like to do it two ways. I either boil it or I bake it, oven bake it. Oh, I like oven baked. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> sweet potato fries just came to mind and I'm thinking maybe that's pleasure. not a good idea. <laughs> maybe a little bit of a sprinkle of olive oil and then, you know, with some herbs, yes. Um, yes. some salt put it bang it in the oven that will be fine yeah just do not fry it um i think we've got some uh, text messages coming in mikhail yeah we got a we got a guest uh, saying my daughter is diabetic any advice on the fruit okay so okay so those that are diabetic i don't touch too much on the uh, medical side but the reason i mentioned grapefruit as well is there have been studies that um grapefruit has been com compared to metformin which is usually a medicine that they use for diabetics so I would definitely recommend the grapefruit still with the fruits. She can still have fruits. You want to focus on foods like Viv just mentioned that helps lower the uh, glucose levels in the blood. So anything that's low on the glycemic index is a great uh, option for your daughter. So you, you can find that just by searching glycemic index or GI, low GI foods. There'll be a list of foods there that you can um, go through. That'd be fantastic for your daughter. But fruit, I would recommend uh, getting her on grapefruit, definitely. Are there other fruits as well that you can take, uh, particularly if you're diabetic and, um, you know, for, for that low sugar level as well, but you'll get the benefits as you were talking about? Um, apples, apples, green apples. Um, again, very high in fiber, not very, very sweet. They contain pectin, which um, also helps with the absorption of water. It helps keep you fuller for longer and it's, it's high in fiber. So the whole, you know, the thing that gets your blood glucose down is having high fiber foods. It slows the release of blood throughout the system throughout the body um just by being digested slower so definitely green apples uh, is one is another option as well to go for fantastic really good advice there from uh, mike and viv uh, what's the next one on your list um 
black coffee. So it's, it's not so much a food, Ooh. but it's a drink. Nice. I like this one. Good. <laughs> That's um, music yes. to my ears. <laughs> so black coffee contains something called chlorogenic acid, and this slows down the absorption of carbohydrates. Now. Chlorogenic acid. Yes. Okay. Now, slowing down the absorption of carbohydrates means you slow down that quick sugar uptake, which when you don't need that energy, ultimately your insulin level spikes and it stores it away. So it's a good idea to have um, at least one black coffee a day. Um, that will help slow down the absorption of carbs and therefore um, allow you to be more in a fat burning state for a longer period of time. Does tea have a similar effect? Uh, tea has a different effect. Um, Okay, I'll bring it on to the next one. So green tea in particular. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay, green tea. Yes. Uh, it contains um, an antioxidant called EGCG. I can't pronounce exactly what that stands for, uh, but that's known to speed up your metabolism. Now, the faster your metabolism is, the more calories you're going to burn at rest and even when moving. So again, promoting that fat burning. Yeah. So that's the effect he has. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are, are these some of the ones that you use as well, Viv? Are yeah. you a coffee drinker um, or green tea? I've recently started drinking coffee, but um, I would I prefer to drink green tea over that. And especially after eating about 40 minutes after, just to help with the digestive process. What about, though, um, you know, having your coffee? We, we've got to clarify, this is not like a frappe that no, is no, full no. of sugar or something. <laughs> that is not going to do you any no. good. But if you add um, milk, is that going to deter from the effects that coffee can have? No, it, the coffee will still have the same effects, but mm. you just have to take into account that the milk contains lactose. You might be lactose intolerant. That has an, uh, an issue that can um, that it's basically milk sugar. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of people are lactose intolerant and don't realize it. Yes, aren't they? yes, yeah. um, because the effects are different for loads of people. Um, you know, I, I, you, I, did you once upon a time have an issue with ice cream? No, I love no. ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream, never. <laughs> Mikhail, you've got a, another question for us? Yeah. Um, for, pe for obese people, which fruits and veggies are useful for optimal weight loss and fat reduction? Because mm. usually people feel hungry after eating fruits. Yes. Mm. That's a good question. Hold that thought. Mm. We're going to come back in just a moment and answer that question. That is a great question. Uh, keep your questions coming in on uh, Instagram. We are on Instagram Live, Pulse95 Radio, if you want to follow us there. It is Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. It's a Shaja story. Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse95. 95. 95. Some great questions coming in from you guys, everybody who's listening at the moment, uh, bringing in their questions on Instagram Live. We are at uh, Pulse95 Radio. If you've got a question, do send it in. Uh, Mikhail, you had a question for us uh, uh, just now. Mikhail is behind the camera right now. Yeah. Um, and it was all about the fruit and vegetables that are useful for optimal weight loss. Yeah. yeah, and uh, pretty much how to avoid being hungry after eating fruits. Yeah, because yeah. that is a big one. I have to say, that happens to me as well. I do feel hungrier after I've eaten just fruit. Why is that? Okay, so um, with fruit, fruits are carbohydrate. And it's probably one of the only carbohydrates that is the quickest to digest. So you skip most of the digestive system and it goes straight to your liver, mm. where your liver then goes through the process of using insulin to provide you with energy. So this is why you feel hungry. It doesn't really layer the body. It doesn't, it's not hard to digest. Um, in regards to the type of vegetables that you should focus on, we would suggest cruciferous vegetables. Uh, they're very, very high in fiber, especially insoluble fiber. This will create 
uh, what Viv mentioned, um, a, a mesh around the system that slows down the digestive system. So it keeps you feeling full for a very long time. What are cruciferous vegetables? Ah, okay, <laughs> go on. That would be um, your kales, your cabbage, um, also broccoli as well. Cauliflower. Yes. Yeah, cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah. All of those are really good. Just weave them in somehow into your diet. 100%. You could even, you know, look, you could, st- it's best to steam them as well to keep mm-hmm. all the um, properties. When you nutrients. boil certain vegetables, you lose certain nutrients. Um, and when you, you grill them, you lose certain nutrients. So steaming is, is the best way to keep all the nutrients. It's very nutrient dense. Um, a very key thing for those, especially with that question that was mentioned about obesity and, and vegetables, with cruciferous veg, so the cauliflowers, cabbage, kale, and they help to balance estrogen metabolism. Now, estrogen is a hormone that all of us have. Mainly women have, have more. Mm. But in men, with estrogen, if we have an overproduction of estrogen, it means our testosterone levels are lower. We'll put on more weight around the hips, more weight around the chest. So this is a good way to metabolize the estrogen that we have in our uh, system uh, by eating those vegetables. The cruciferous ones. Yes. The ones we can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, recapping, cauliflower, broccoli, kale, uh, cabbage, they're all in that category. Yes. And try and steam them. And just Can you do it raw? Is that the best way or is steaming better? Uh, steaming is better. Um, better than raw. Well, well, some raw, raw vegetables don't better. Raw generally is better because you keep the full nutrient um, uh, content of it. Um, but if you steam it, try not to overcook it like I do sometimes. Mm. <laughs> because it I'm will prone destroy to that it. Too. Yeah, Usually yeah, yeah. heat basically kills the nutrition in the food. So you have to be really careful with yeah. that. Um, very important to touch on. You just reminded me. So, so raw is good on, on some veg, but it depends on you as an individual. Some vegetables that you have raw cause a lot of gas, especially some of the cruciferous ones like That's cabbage. Yeah. So if you have that raw, you get that that if you know you might feel bloated or, or feel gassy. So if you steam it, you just have to play around as an individual, um, listen to your body, and see which one you can handle better. That's really also yeah. sorry. Um, mm. uh, pickle it as well. That oh, helps. Yeah, of course, it does. Definitely, because I have problems with broccoli. I never used to, but I. It gives me really bad belly ache, so I, I tend to avoid it, and I, I do actually enjoy eating it. So you can actually just pickle it if you want to eat it. That is a great tip. Diet. Do you pickle at home? No, I don't pickle it. <laughs> <laughs> you buy already I'm, done. I'm a bit more of a convenience, so I buy <laughs> I buy the the foods that I know that I can digest. Yeah. So I tend to stick with um more spinach. Brilliant. Or kale. Yeah. We're, we're going through those uh, foods that will help us to burn fat. Uh, it's something that everybody wants to know. What are those foods? So apart from those, the cruciferous vegetables, uh, we've talked about coffee today, uh, as well as green tea. I love a bit of green tea. Do you know what's interesting about green tea? Um, I used to drink quite a bit of it. I think I need to go back to it. But I used to feel like um, I was less hungry if I drank green tea. Is that a thing or was that my imagination? Uh, is this on an empty stomach? Yes. Um, it depends. Again, it's, it's it's not your imagination. It's just down to you. Maybe what you had the night before. Uh, some people have the uh, opposite effect. Like to it me. kind of curbs appetite. I felt like I don't know. Yeah, no, there, there are. I mean, it contains, uh, like I said, some of these antioxidants that do help promote that. But um, it, again, it depends on you. For me, it's different. Viv can handle green tea. I can't. Only on after stomach. eating, I can handle green tea. I can never drink it on an really? empty stomach. It mm. makes me feel really ill. I get dizzy and I feel sick. This is really important because um, I've just recently seen a news story where uh, there are people who take supplements and there's a Mm. green tea supplement. 
uh, that you can take with, which has the EC, what uh, is it? EGCG, yeah, it's the extract. EGCG yeah. extract mm-hmm. in it. And I've just seen a recent news story where, where somebody experienced uh, poisoning from mm-hmm. um, using these supplements. So uh, would you always recommend going straight to the source, to the yes. fresh fruits uh, and vegetables, rather than trying to take uh, these nutrients in the form of supplements? Uh, yes, definitely. I think when it comes to supplementation, people have to pay attention to the actual word. It's, it's, it's supplementing something that you can't physically get access to. Try not to create, uh, try not to kind of create convenience out of supplements. If you don't need the supplement, focus on getting the uh, food source. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. That's our advice. Uh, what else is on your list of uh, big foods that are going to help us lose, uh, lose weight we and have, limit um, fat? Cayenne pepper. Yes. Oh, chilies. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I love a bit of chili. How does that help? Tell me more. Yes. So a cayenne pepper, uh, and most peppers actually, cayenne pepper is a, a thermogen. It's a powerful thermogenic food. So it helps to kind of raise the core temperature, which in turn is going to boost your metabolism, which in turn is going to help you burn more calories uh, at rest. So I um, definitely recommend uh, cayenne pepper. Um, it also increases fat oxidation. So, you know, helping with that conversion of fat into energy and expelling fat um, or getting oxygen into those fat cells to then remove the fat. So, spice up the food. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love spicy food. But sometimes people can't handle it so much uh, on the stomach. Mm. Um, So maybe stay away from it if you're one of those people who gets irritated. Um, But yeah, I love a bit of chili. But don't go crazy with the chili sauce, like the, the sweet chili sauce and that kind of stuff. It's full of sugar, right? The, yeah, oh, sweet chili, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Most of the ones they sell in the supermarkets, yeah, 100%. Sugar, syrup. Um, try to make your own if you can. I don't know how you're going to get it sweet, but try to make your own if you can. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually, to yeah. make your own um, kind of chili paste, just grind it up. Yeah, you um, could use even, even tomatoes, uh, fresh tomatoes as well, to kind of make the, um, you know, that kind of salsery kind of sauce. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Is that what you're having tonight? Biff? <laughs> Do you reckon we should have that tonight? <laughs> no, Biff. I usually like to stick to a chippy curry. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, That sounds really good, actually. That's like my favorite. Usually um, I can eat that and I don't feel full. I've, I've got a very sensitive stomach, so um, yeah, it, food prep for me is major. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the chickpeas, they're a power food. I think we need to come back and talk about them um, as well in just a moment. And we, we're going to be talking about why you should be keeping a food and exercise diary. It's Life Beats with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle in the house. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Mr. and Mrs. Muscle are here, Viv and Mike Addo, and we are talking the foods that can help you with fat burning. It's something that we all want to know. Uh, which are those foods? We've just gone through most of them, but an interesting one uh, that often gets uh, left out is fat. Fat to lose fat. How is that possible? Are there fats that we really actually need in order to lose fat and lose weight? Um, yes, yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us so, more. Um, basically, um, I would say for the most effective ones for fat burning would be the monounsaturated fats, which are the your avocados, your olive oils, your olives. Your you've got flax seeds as well. You've got your nuts. 
Um, and these definitely help to break the fat down around your stomach area. Really? So, yeah. Because it's very counterintuitive when you think, because um, uh, a lot of people think I'm losing weight, I'm going to cut all the fat out. That's going to help me to lose weight. But you're actually saying it's the opposite. You need uh, the, the good fats that come from avocados, olive oil, yeah. um, fatty um, fish. Yeah, um, fish, um, yes. yes, as well. Um, but these basically, they promote fat burning. Wow. They promote the burn it itself. But you've got to watch the amounts, obviously. Of course, yes. yes. Um, the amount of calories in, in fats are to one gram is nine. nine. Nine calories. And in comparison to carbs, it's four, four, four yeah. calories, isn't it? Mm. So um, you just have to be careful of your portions. So how does it happen, uh, Mike, in, in terms of, you know, using fat to burn fat? So in, in the, um, I'll give you an example. So like, take let's take coconut coconut oil for example that that the type of fat that coconut oil is is a medium chain triglyceride now um that particular type of fat goes straight from your gut to the liver where it can be turned into energy and used or it gets turned into ketones and and many people would have heard the term keto diet this is kind of where it derives from um but in terms of trying to discuss fat it's a very very big topic there are different types of fat um so you want to look for the monounsaturated fats and you want to see if you can find the medium chain triglycerides such as coconut oil or coconut. That's going to help promote the fat burning, just how I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Okay, so make sure you get your good fats in. That's really important if you're trying to uh, burn fat. Uh, but let's talk about in, in terms of uh, two things that are very related. So keeping a food and exercise diary, why is that really important? It just holds you accountable. So um, you know, you, you, well, basically you can track what you're having and also you, you know the foods that you shouldn't be, you know, eating all the time. And then you can see the frequency and then it would show you in terms of like, okay, I'm training, but I'm not losing weight. But um, why is that? And then you go back to your food diary and it's like, okay, it's because I had like burger and chips this night and this night and this night. And so it does keep you accountable to that. And um, it can just show you where you need to just make a few uh, improvements or pull back. It is a funny thing about accountability. I was saying to Mike, uh, as soon as I see you two come into my studio, I feel like <laughs> dropping and giving you 20 uh, push-ups. <laughs> it's just like, and it, it can be the same with keeping a food and exercise diary. Yes. It is so funny. It's not a human being. Um, but the fact that you have to go and tell this piece of paper what you've eaten, you feel guilty and you almost, it stops you from trying to cheat or, you know, yeah, to, to go off track. Definitely. It reminds you of, of what you're meant to be doing yeah um especially with look with with keeping that food diary it's very important because anyone listening now if you try to recall the last 24 hours of what you ate a lot of people no will way be like, uh, uh, and they forget and then you don't see the connection between you not losing weight and the foods you've forgotten that you've eaten yeah so it's it's accountability number number one it's just important more questions coming in on uh, instagram live mikhail yeah we ha we have a uh, from a viewer named uh, nuna al Saad. She says many dietitians give you a cheat meal, a uh, cheat meal once a week or so. If you're dieting and uh, if you're trying to lose weight, is this beneficial or does this sabotage any progress you have made? Mm, cheat meals. Yes. Thoughts. Right. Do you want? Do you want to, what's your thoughts on cheat meals? My thoughts are, cheat meals are okay as long as you don't have them too often and they don't turn into cheat days, because that tends to happen. So you might do about five days of healthy great eating and then you'll ruin it over the weekend with 
oh, I'm going to have a cheat meal today, which might be scheduled. But then the next day, if you schedule that in yourself as well, it can really um, mess with what you've done in the week. Because can't you just easily like eat an entire day's worth of calories in one meal yes. as well? You can. If you yes. go for a cheat meal. And uh, no, but that's the, that's the, that's the that's the truth. Look, you, you could have it depends on the meal you're about to cheat or, uh, cheat with. Um, you can have one meal that is like sixteen hundred calories. Like it could, that could be just one McDonald's um, one McDonald's meal. Yeah. And what eventually happens is if you have restricted your calories and you did decide to count calories, you bring up your overall average by the end of the week. So therefore, you're not really restricting those calories. Um, there are benefits to having a cheat meal, and it's it's mainly on the hormonal side of things. You know, that cheat okay. meal gives you satisfaction, gives you happiness, and it helps to re- release a, a hormone. It's called leptin. Um, and this is this this is that satisfaction hormone. It's the happy hormone that kind of helps keep you satisfied. So there are benefits to the cheat meal. Um, what dietitians uh, are probably are saying to you is you can have the cheat meal, but ensure that you're not going overboard. Mm. Yeah, stick to one or two items. I love, um, <laughs> I follow on social media, The Rock, Okay, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, <laughs> and he always posts his cheat meals, yeah, which monsters. are like a table full of sushi. He loves his sushi. <laughs> and so he's just got like, I don't know, like four plates of mm. sushi lined up. And he's like, okay, cheat meal day, which is kind of like, I'm like, okay, that's still really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is it. It's, it's just about cheat meals aren't about going for the, the, the junkiest junk of right. food. It's just about going for the food that, yeah. you know, really makes you happy. Yeah, that you different. enjoy eating as yeah. well. But you find that when you do clean up your diet, you do start to enjoy the tastes and the flavors of fruit and vegetables and healthier foods. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you kind of, does your taste change after a while? I believe so. Yes, When, you know, when you adopt a healthier diet and you figure out some more creative ways or better ways of of cooking or serving up, you know, those fruits and vegetables that are really healthy. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. You do. Definitely. It's, um, and, and again, it's, it's, when you go on that clean diet it's always we always link it to hormones um it helps fight cravings so after a while you've gone on that clean eating process you realize you're not really craving junk mm. although you're like i want to get something you don't really feel like it and so it's a great way to steer yourself away from bad cravings and uh, unhealthy food yeah I, I think we need to talk about we started talking about you know keeping that food diary mm. and the exercise what, what's the best way to do it keeping an exercise and food diary is there a specific way of doing it how should you do it for the maximum effect um you can create a basically a table where you'll do you'll write out your whole week um or they do have um apps that you can follow but the only thing with the apps is sometimes it gets a little bit complicated with the it because it has calories involved as well and that's where um the counting kind of calories gets kind of like involved with it so um and that could be a whole like um another can of worms in itself yes (laughs) We're going to talk about counting calories in a minute, but Mikhail, uh, another question? Yeah, from Nuna. Uh, I'll say it again. She says, totally agree about the diary and accountability. Uh, what are what are the healthy snacks you can have between meals? Mm, okay, good question. Okay. Good um, question. Healthy snacks. <laughs> I'll go for the usual one. <laughs> so you can have like a handful of nuts. So the best ones to have will be like walnuts or almonds. Uh, a handful. Can, yes, a handful. Emphasis on a handful. a handful. What is that like? Do you, should you count like 10 or something or no, less? Grab a couple, decide, whatever yeah, fits in, in your hand. Yeah. So I won't get that many because I've got very small hands. <laughs> but it's relative to you. But yes, good. exactly. It's relative to you. 
we all have different size hands. Um, and also you can have like a, a lower calorie kind of snacks, like carrot sticks are quite a good one. You can have that with um, some, um, sometimes you can have it with the hummus. Um, you can have some uh, uh, cucumber slices. Mm. Yeah, I like those are my two favorite ones to mm. snack on, to be honest. And also like rice cakes, anything that's a lower calorie, but that will have some fiber that will fill you up as well. Rice cakes are good. Yes. Okay. I like that. I do like some rice cakes. Um, but are the flavoured ones, should you be avoiding the flavoured ones? Yeah, try to go flavoured There are ones that are like, um, you Can't know, like chocolate. salt and vinegar. No, no, no. Not that. <laughs> Hang on. I always look at that and I go, who on earth invest, invented rice cakes? That's good for me. <laughs> yeah, dark chocolate is a monounsaturated fat, so yes. technically, yes. So you can do it. You can yeah. go for that. All right. Okay. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about counting calories. Should you be doing it? Can you lose weight without? Counting calories. That's next with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle. This is Pulse 95. It's a Sharjah story. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Talking about should you count calories to lose weight? Lots of questions uh, from us and from you on Instagram Live. Uh, we are there with Mr. and Mrs. Muscle here on Life Beats. Now, um, let's uh, kind of put this to bed. Should we be counting calories to lose weight? How does it work? Um, I think it's down to the down to the individual. And uh, me personally, I wouldn't go down the route of counting calories. I hate counting calories. Mm. I hate it. It actually has, I, well, I feel more of a negative effect on an individual than a positive effect. Interesting. It's, um, I think, is a lot to do with the psycho, psycho, ah, I psychological, can't say it. psychological <laughs> effects of it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It does have its advantages. Um, yeah, I think. Does. I think it's good to get those out of the way um, first. So, like, counting calories is one thing that it will do for you. It will give you more nutritional awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 putting yourself through the process of okay. This has X amount of calories. That has X amount of calories. It's so, an educational process for 100%. for the person doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be that okay, you know, you were used to eating something like a, a chocolate bar and all these snacks, or you mentioned, um, you know, yogurt and trying to make it healthy by adding granola, nuts, fruits. Going through the counting process, you might think that's healthy and think, oh, that's only about 100, 200 calories, but you physically count that, add it together, and before you know it, you've eaten 360 to 500 calories. So you now have awareness as to roughly how much you're you're eating and, and you're not guessing anymore because we underestimate how many calories or we always underestimate yeah how many calories we're eating and that's why it's a really good idea to track it in a diary yep um but yeah be aware and count how many calories you're actually at least initially yes does that work you know where initially you do it um and then after some time you're you're familiar with it and so you don't need to do it so much yeah that's that's what tends to happen yeah. That's yeah. what tends to happen with most um, people. You will know your basically your portion sizes mm-hmm. by doing that. Um, however, I I don't like to do it that way. <laughs> How do you do it? Um, I basically will eat until I'm satisfied, and I, I've had instances where I've not done that and I've overeaten and I've gotten like really bloated and just feel you know very lethargic and just sick. And to be honest, I found that it was most effective when I ate till I was satisfied. How do you do that? How do you know, uh, like, uh, um, because there are lots of different kinds of theories on how to eat yes. so that you know 
when you're actually satisfied as opposed to just kind of wolfing it down because it tastes so good <laughs> um, and thinking, oh, I'm still hungry, I'm still hungry. Your brain takes a while to kind of catch up uh, with what's going on with your stomach. So you, you have to wait. How do you how do you do it, Viv and, and Mike? I tend to eat a bit slower. I've noticed recently I've been going out with a few friends and I actually eat a lot slower than everybody else. And um, I think when you eat really fast, what you were saying it takes a while for your brain to catch up well when i'm eating i think that because i'm eating slower i i get the full effect of the food mm -hmm. and that um one i can really appreciate the taste as well that's why i love doing it because i love food but um also i i don't overeat because I literally i don't need to eat anymore because i know that i'm full mm. well not full but satisfied but if just, I, yeah sorry, but on. you still need to because I'm just thinking, okay, you eat till you're full, um, but you've still got to know, you know, the, the, the calorie kind of content of what you're eating. Like the portion sizes. I think after a while you do get used to it, but in the initial, if, if you do use certain guidelines, it can help you. But you'll get used to knowing, like, your body and, it, yeah, you just have to listen to it as well. Mm. Yeah, for me, um, in terms of eating till you're satisfied, it comes down to what you've eaten. If you eat something that's really nutrient dense, immediately your body knows. Like you, you just know that you're, you know what? Oh, I can't really finish this. And it wasn't even a massive portion. It's just nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, bring it back to the um, whole counting calories perspective. The advantage, as we mentioned, is nutritional awareness. Um, you also, it also kind of helps with a bit of motivation. You know, it helps to quantify exercise. So, you know, okay, I've got to eat. A thousand, so let's say you've had you know 500 calories you know how many calories you might need to burn in the gym so it gives you that target to work towards in terms of that quantification so those are some of the advantages um but viv rightly mentioned about the psychological effects of um you know calorie counting and also the accuracy now this is a very very big uh, topic that a lot of people try to bring up so um it's all about knowing how many calories you're getting inside your your system mm. not all calories are created equal and I'll try to quickly briefly explain this. So let's say you have 200 calories of protein, 200 calories of uh, carbohydrates, the, uh, sorry, 200 calories of fat. The general notion is for every gram of carbohydrate, you're getting four calories. For every gram of protein, you're getting uh, four calories. For every gram of fat, you're getting nine calories. So everyone is counting calories based on those macronutrient values. However, when it comes to digesting that food, we call it thermic effect of food. 200 calories of protein, doesn't actually assimilate in your body as 200 calories of protein. When you're going through the digestive process, it takes about 20 to 35% of those calories just to process the food. Whereas fat takes zero to 5%. So you can now imagine wow. counting 200 calories of fat. It's very different. Yes. Counting it's not the same thing. Not, not all not the same. calories were created equal. No, very, very, very important. Uh, and Mikhail, you've got uh, another question for us. Uh, um, yeah, from Nuna, uh, Nuna Al Said again. She says, um, if you're trying to cut sugar from your diet, what replacements can you use instead, given that artificial sweeteners are not healthy? Is stevia okay to use or does it, show, does it slow your metabolism? Do you know, this is um, related to your question before about uh, having a sweet tooth and Viv I know you've got a sweet tooth as well <laughs> uh, and how do you control those kind of cravings uh, and particularly yeah looking at artificial sweeteners as well um, to be honest I've never really dabbled with the artificial sweetener because I just knew that it was something that I would be coping on yeah. and I prefer mm. not to rely on anything 
So um, a lot of the time it's going to be you just very determined to not have that sugar. But obviously, you know, <laughs> you do falter sometimes. Um, but the way I combat it myself, um, obviously it, it's a mental thing, but physically, if I feel like I'm craving sugar, I would drink water. So anytime I'm like, if I've no, I've eaten or um, I've, you know, had my snacks or whatever, and I'm feeling hungry or I'm craving something sweet, I would sip water. I'll take a couple of sips of water. And, and, and you said uh, exercise as well. Yeah, I also exercise. And um, after exercise, my body is not, it craves nutrients. It doesn't crave sweet things. So if you were to say, uh, or if you wanted to bribe me, so say if Mike <laughs> wanted to bribe me and say, oh, babe, you want to do this tonight? I'll get you popcorn. Um, <laughs> and I've trained and I'll be like, nope, I don't want yeah, to. I'm good. But, um, yeah, just I've a, just had my workout. Yeah, just a quick point about she made about stevia. Yeah, art, art, artificial sweeteners I don't personally believe in, but um, stevia, which is is made from plant extract, I've used, I've had. It's 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 very very sweet, so be careful not to add too much. But yeah, you can use that. That's um that's safe to use. There are studies that say and suggest it's safe to use. Or you can opt for things like um argave syrup or honey. Just again, not too much because these do these do. With the exception of stevia, these do spike um, your insulin levels. Amazing. We've actually run out of time. So oh, many no. questions come in for you guys. As always, uh, we'll be welcoming you, welcoming you back again <laughs> next week onto awesome. Life Beats. Thank, Thank you. you so much for today. Thank That's you. it for us on Life Beats. Tomorrow we're going to be back with the Sharjah International Book Fair. What's going on uh, today is the opening ceremony. We're going to have all the updates for you tomorrow on Life Beats. Have a great day. Pulse 95. 95. 95. Every day. Pulse 95. It's a Sharjah story.